It's the Flyers Forecast with Steve Jaco and Craig Forsythe taking a look at your Flyers week ahead. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Flyers Forecast. I'm Steve Jaco. This is Craig Forsythe and we are here to talk about your exciting bubble hockey action for the Philadelphia Hockey Flyers for the week of August 3rd. Craig, how are you enjoying the bubble hockey so far? Uh, Steve, I kind of, I, I don't want this might be early to say this uh, with everything going on, but I think I might like bubble hockey more than normal hockey, if we're being honest. Okay. There's a lot of weird stuff going on, and uh, I really uh, I really enjoy it. But it's been, it's been it's been going pretty well. There's been some good games going on. Uh, some games have been listless because of no crowd, uh, no crowd noise or anything, but then some of these games have been pretty uh, pretty intense already. Like the uh, we just watched the end of the Lightning Caps game, and they were... Uh, they were pretty pissed at each other. They were getting into it, and that was a pretty good game. Uh, Canucks Wild last night was pretty intense, and the Flames Jet series has been, uh, yeah. I mean, that's got to be all mad the Chuck's doing, but still. I mean, we've seen one of the worst spears that we've seen in a while. <laughs> like and an I, actual like yeah. spear to a guy on the bench. Yeah, poor old Hartman too. Former Flyer great Ryan Hartman taking it right in the gut, and then uh, I don't even think I think Ferland just got suspended. Or not suspended. I think he only got fined, is what I saw. Yeah. He should have gotten... That, that was a pretty bad fucking spear. And a blatant spear, too. It wasn't like the you know the refs had to miss that. That was that was pretty bad, but... Like, it was a yeah. straight-up stabbing. That, uh, that, and then also we had a buzzer beater. With like, which was kind of insane. Now some Kadri score with 0.1 seconds left. I don't know if you caught that game, but it was the end of the um, the Blues-Avs uh, round-robin game. And... Kadri scored right at the buzzer. I didn't think it went in. And then they kept looking at the replay, and it looked like the puck. It was difficult to tell if the puck had completely gone over or not because you can tell if it was a shadow of the puck or not. But he got it over. And I don't even think they did a face-off afterwards, too. So I I can't remember the last time I saw that, where they just decided to punt on the face-off after a goal to end the game. Like, uh, But uh, it's a pretty wacky shit. It's getting, it's getting crazy. I like it so far. That's, that's my stance on all this. Wacky <laughs> shit. There we go. That's what I'm here for is the wacky shit. Weird, <laughs> wild stuff, as I've been saying. But it's it's been a great start so far, especially for the Flyers. They had yeah. an exhibition game they did pretty well in, and then they just went in and, you know, had an okay start against the Bruins, but then blew the doors off the Boston Bruins in the second and third periods. Last 40 minutes looked pretty good. So, yeah, it skated to uh, a 0-0 draw at the end of one, and then just decided to start picking some. God dang corners. And uh, everybody that scored yesterday, uh, Raffle, Thompson, Myers, and Lawton all had pretty nice shots on their goals uh, for the Flyers. And uh, Hart made some big saves down the stretch, but the team didn't force him into making any, uh, you know, 10 bell saves or anything. So, and, and the Flyers looked pretty well in all phases of the game. So that was uh, that was probably the best start to the round round he could have wanted for the Flyers. And, uh, Looking around the rest of the Eastern uh, Conference round robin, things look pretty. Uh, things look pretty good for the Flyers right now. Uh, and the only other game that's been played amongst the other uh, four round robin teams so far was the Caps and Lightning. Just finished their game uh, Monday afternoon. It was a three to two shootout win for the Lightning. Uh, so that means the Lightning are technically first now in the round robin because they have two points. Uh, Flyers should. Second, top first, uh, and the Caps are in third with a point, while the Bruins are in dead last. So, with the way this tiebreaker works, Steve, uh, according to NHL.com and a couple other places, I was checking to make sure, 
so in terms of points, all of the points in the qualifying round, the round robin stats, uh, they all count as point postseason stats for players. Uh, at the team level, in the round robin, if any two teams are tied in point totals uh, after these three games, whatever team had the better uh, regular season point percentage wins the tiebreaker, and that's it. So you don't need to worry about goal differential. Apparently, you don't need to worry about anything else. It's it comes down to points out of these three games, and if any teams, any two teams are tied, the team that has a better regular season point percentage moves up a spot. So in that case, that's bad news for the Flyers because they come in as the the team with the lowest point percent regular season point percentage out of the top four. So if they're tied with anybody, they're dropping down no matter what. Um, so with that said, as it stands right now, since they still have a game against the Lightning, the Flyers. Uh, control their paths to get in the first overall spot. So if they beat the Caps on Wednesday, or they could beat the Caps on Thursday, uh, and the the Lightning beat uh, Boston, then both teams would have four points going into the final game, and the Flyers just have to win that game in regulation or passed over, uh, past regulation, and they will have the first spot uh, in the East. But if the Lightning win both these last two games, there's nothing the Flyers can do. They'll have to be, um, at best, second in the, uh, in the Eastern Conference. So unfortunately, the... the Caps forcing it to overtime and eventually shoot out today was probably the worst thing because the Flyers could have, you know, they could have uh, pretty much knocked down the Caps, pretty much ensure they were going to finish above the Caps with a uh, with a win on Thursday. But it uh, looks like they're still going to, you know, they still got to do a little bit of work. They're only three games to separate themselves from the, uh, the other top three teams in the conference right now. And, uh, I mean, I'm... It's going to be interesting to see what this Caps game is like because Caps are going to come out even more desperate, and they seem to start getting going uh, later in today's game. Uh, Lightning came out and they looked pretty strong in the first half, but then the Caps, I, I would say, somewhat fortunate goals. Like they were just extremely greasy goals that it took some weird bounces, a foot right in front of Vasilevsky to squeak by him, and then they had to pound him home. It wasn't exactly. I wouldn't bank on the Caps to get a lot more goals like that against the Lightning or any other team going forward, especially the Lightning that we've been playing a lot of better defense lately uh, this season, but um, let's see what else here. I mean, that's pretty much Flyers, it for the... Uh... Flyers somewhat get to choose their destiny. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, exactly. I so mean, it's, can, it's uh... all an improvement at the end of the day over what they did have. You know, oh, yeah. Well, it, it, oh, yeah. A potential improvement. I mean, at worst, they're just back where they started. I think, I mean, exactly. Yeah, that's that was the beauty of this from the Flyers and Ezra Watson as far as uh, Golden Knights uh, uh, playing around Robin game right now. Those, that's the two advantages that the, or the advantage the Flyers and Dallas Stars have is they, all they can do is go up. So even if the Flyers lose the rest of these games and they finish last in the round Robin, they are exactly where they are. I actually think they're in a better spot too because now there's no, they don't, it's not guaranteed they're going to play uh, the Penguins or the Islanders, the Hurricanes, um, they might be able to play uh, a team lower in the standings that they probably have a better chance against. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is uh, looking at uh, looking forward to Thursday's game against the Caps too. Uh, from the team perspective, the big news is uh, Michael Rapp will be out. They didn't really go into specifics of the uh, his injury. But uh, it's already been decided he's not going to play Thursday, and Joel Faraby and so Joel Faraby will be in his place. Uh, I assume on the fourth line, uh, it'll be Faraby, Thompson, and Pitlick. Uh, they didn't play together at all during the regular season. They play like 18 seconds together, so there's really no uh, time frame to base their playoff of. And uh, Ralph surprisingly led uh, the game in points 
on a Sunday had a goal, and he also had the primary assist on the Nate Thompson goal. So he was the only multi-point player in the uh, the win on Sunday. And uh, I like to think Raffle's got a little bit of love this season because now he's finally playing the role he should have been playing like the last, I don't know, five years. And now the team is actually good enough that he slots into that role and uh, was pretty serviceable. So hopefully, uh, I don't think the fire is going to really... I, he looked, yeah, he looked wonderful. I mean, him yeah, in the bottom six I wouldn't six say serviceable. I thought he looked damn yeah. good. Like, he, good. Yeah, and he's been, and I feel like he's been that type of player all year. He's just been, you know, fit like they're just good guys out in the bottom six now. Uh, and those are the types of players you want in the bottom six. And, uh, again, I don't think it's going to crush him, crush the Flyers that he's out. I kind of want to see what Farabee looks like. Uh, and I'd love uh, to just, know what's wrong with him, though. Yeah, yeah, which uh, we'll never know. I guess we'll we'll never know, or at least not until the next game or whenever he comes so, back in. But j- just to clear this up for the listeners, that this is actually an NHL policy for the the bubble playoffs this year, right? That they I are actually so, not yeah. they don't have to disclose the injuries. Yeah, I believe so, and I think that's related to you know they don't want to because if Raffle if they announce that Raffle's going to miss the game on Thursday, and they're like, how long do you think he's going to be out? And they're like, ah. Oh, about two weeks, then people will start being like, "Hmm." So I think that I think that's what they're trying to get at. But, but I don't like, know if that's... don't we deserve to know if they have COVID? I, like... I yeah. I again, that's me. I, I'm throwing that out there. I don't actually know what the what the mentality is on like announcing that. But it is the NHL. They like they do kind of like to fuck with their fans and telling us like uh, injury status updates and everything. But I think I want to. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's probably because they just don't. They're trying to. Less in the situations where it's implied or gets out that somebody has COVID, or I don't fucking know. I don't know, Steve. I don't know. know. They've done so much right. Yeah, they have. I'm. I look. I'm still going with this. Is I'm going with the. They still done a lot right. I still can't believe this is all happening in this fashion. Like they seem to be on top of it all. Um, I mean, if they want to, if we want to get mad at them for doing this, that. I guess that things could be a lot worse if this is the biggest thing. I guess is where I'm coming from. Well, speaking of, they put out the test results today. Uh, apparently, um, through all the testing since the beginning of uh, this this last phase here, there have been 7,013 tests for all the individuals on the 52-person 50, uh, like personnel for each team, and there have been no positive tests. So I guess in that sense, that's pretty big news. I feel like that's a big positive like step for the league, I feel like that's your kind of legitimately shocked by that. No, I really am, and like I, I think uh, I forget who was, I think it was Mikey, uh, Mikey uh, Orange Black Pack. Mikey was like put out today. Like, did you guys think this was actually going to happen? Or if you question it or whatever, like why? And I, I can't believe where we are. Like, just the fucking NHL. I really thought they were going to botch a bunch of these things down the stretch and not be the league that everybody's like, why can't we be more like the NHL right now? <laughs> I did not think that was going to happen. So it's, I'm genuinely it's shocked. It's insane to me. Yeah, to be, was this is the third day of the the return to play and there are now zero positive tests while they're on the bubble. Like, that is a, I'm just shocked. I thought the, I thought getting up to the bubble was going to be a lot messier. I thought we we're going to see a lot of the situations like when the, the Habs and the Pens had to remove a bunch of players out of practice because of precautionary measures. I thought that was going to be like half the league once they got to the bubble. So for them to be where they are right now is just truly is remarkable. It really is. Uh, I mean, if they if they somehow pull this all off, it, it probably is the one thing Bedman should point to as 
to defend his case for not being a bad commissioner. <laughs> I would think. I don't know. But I've been watching be... hockey since noon, and most of the games have been downright great, and it's it's crazy. Like, this March Madness-style format has been mm-hmm. tremendous, and, I mean, the whole thing's working out really well. So, uh, again, big old knock on wood for that, and hope it keeps on keeping on in the right direction here. And yeah. uh, as you mentioned before, Farabee uh, will be subbing in for these games later this week. So I'm excited to see what he can bring. Unfortunately, it is at the expense of, of Raffle who had a downright good yeah. game, but you know, uh, is what it is. And uh, hopefully Joel can put forward his best foot. Uh, so th- the issue is with these games later this week, is uh, <laughs> the schedule is just a big old TBD. Yep. Uh, that is the fun we're having this week on the forecast because, uh, like you just said, see it two games this week. Thursday against the Caps, Saturday against the Lightning. And uh, you guys know as much as we do right now about the time of those games because they are TV day. Uh, and uh, all the games through Tuesday and Wednesday have been set up already. Every game from Thursday on, uh, they know the games are going to be played that day. They just don't have a time yet. So, again, Flyers play the th- uh, Caps on Thursday. They're quote-unquote hosting the Caps on Thursday. Uh, no time or channel yet has been announced. Um, and, uh, I mean, we'll just talk about the Caps for a second, uh, if you don't mind, Steve. Uh, 41-20-8 this year for 90 points. Philly took the season series 3-0-1 while Washington went 1-3-0 against the Flyers uh, after their 2-1 shootout loss on November 13th, where Hart pretty much still on his head to keep it a 1-1 game throughout. The Flyers took... Uh, Home a 3-2 win on January 8th. That was the Hayes game-winning shorthanded goal late in the second period, and they head off the Caps in the third. And then the last two Flyers-Caps games have been the Flyers just going down the D.C. and smacking the Caps around. Uh, beating them 7-2 back in uh, February, February 8th, and then beating them 5-2 on March 4th. And both were pretty uh, uh, methodical, just systematic wins, where they... Uh, the first 7-2 win, it was Elliott making some big saves early. Hag had a couple blocks. I remember talking about that. And then the Flyers just took off after that. And then the 5-2 win was uh, the additions. Of, that was the Grant kick pass, I believe, was that game. And uh, that was also the game that um, Tom Wilson tried to take out uh, Drew's head. And then it didn't really work out for him either. So. Oh, and he fought Nate Thompson that game as well. He beat the shell of Nate Thompson. I remember that. But that was the, uh, the season series for the Cavs in the exhibition game. They beat Carolina 3-2. Ovechkin had two goals and assists for a three-point game where Orlov had two assists. Uh, and Ovechkin comes in, or ended the regular season tied with Pauschnick for the league high uh, 48 goals. Oshie had 26 goals. Verona also had 25. And Wilson had 21 to complete uh, the four 20-goal scorers for the Caps this year. Uh, the big news from this tournament right now, or for the Caps right now, was John Carlson didn't play. Um little banged up from the game, uh, the exhibition game against the Hurricanes. Doesn't, you know, this is, again, the round-robin games matter for the top four teams, but I, I guess they're really a situation on me to put somebody in there that can possibly get hurt or extenuate an injury. So the Caps sat out John Carlson because of that. Lightning also sat out a key player because of that, too. We'll talk about that in a second. But um, Carlson is going to be the guy to watch in defense, obviously. Uh, 75 points led all defensemen in uh, scoring. He's also one of three Nor- Norris Trophy finalists with Victor Hedman and Roman Yossi. Uh, 10th in the league when it comes to 23-34 average time on ice. Uh, and really, like, Carlson, I think the uh, the addition of Brendan Dillon was huge for the Caps because Carlson is a guy who will win 
the chances battle, the expected goals for battle, the shot times battle, uh, but it's usually high volume on both sides of the ice. So he'll win the he'll win that battle, but he's usually giving up defense in exchange for more offense. Brendan Dillon's a guy that can come in and kind of shut that down. So you put him on the same pair, it should work out to where John Carlson's allowed to roam around a little bit more, and Dillon will play defensively sound in front of the net. And we didn't see that today. That wasn't their lineup today, but that is what their defense should look like on Thursday. Thursday, it should be um, the defensive pair should be uh, Brendan Dillon Carlson on the top pair, Dimitri Orlov, Nicholas Jensen on the second pair, and then Jonas Singenthaler and Michael Kempney on the third pair. Um, all those pairs are they're they're going to be tough to handle for the Flyers' offense. Um, and I think the big question on defense is going to be whether or not they can uh, kind of keep Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, and Wilson in check again. Because um, for the Caps today, I mean, the Caps today, the top six, I don't believe produced, but uh, Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Wilson was fine in terms of driving play. And Verana, Backstrom, and Oshie all spent a lot of time in the offensive zone, even though they, even though they couldn't produce. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, that all that with the Caps, and also Holpe is the starting goalie for the Caps right now, as Ilya Samsonov is still not with the team. Uh, didn't join Washington when the season restarted. Uh, he suffered an indisclosed injury out in Russia. Holpe sounds like uh, a pretty reliable fallback option for the Caps, but he really didn't have the best uh, regular season. Pretty shitty uh, goal metrics, like goaltending metrics, and then uh, was 25-14-6, but an 8.97 save percentage. Um However, he does need a new contract next year, so maybe he comes in uh, a little bit motivated. Maybe he actually plays like the old uh, Brayden Holtby, we'll see. But uh, for the Cavs right now, their backup is Vidic Vanasek, who was a 2014 second-round pick at a 917 save percentage in 31 games with Hershey this year. No NHL games. Yeah, we all know this guy. He's got he's got like a period of exhibition NHL uh, experience under his belt, so he'll probably come in and Still game for the Caps in the playoffs because why not? We all know. I don't need to talk about now. We've been everybody's been talking about Vidic for nonstops. I mean, this has been yeah, it's been Van City around here. So uh, also with the Caps, <laughs> also with the Caps, one name that uh, you may not know about that I think we might maybe not in the playing game or the round robin game here, but he might be playing for the Caps during the um, first round is Connor McMichael, uh, 2019 first round pick, one 25th overall. Six foot, 180 pounds center, went from 72 points in 67 games with the OHL London Knights in his first season uh, in the Ontario Hockey League to 102 points, 47 of which were goals in 15 less games this season. Um, finished third in the OHL in both goals and points. Uh, we saw Nicholas Robertson uh, already played for the Leafs. Uh, 20, uh, the Leafs' uh, 2019 second round pick led the OHL with 55 goals, played against the Blue Jackets uh, last night. So Conor McMichael might be the uh, the one black ace that we might see the Caps call up out of nowhere uh, this postseason that uh, teams may not have an answer for. Uh, it might be put in there. I could see him going into the bottom six for a guy like Richard Panic, or if they want to take Hagman out of the lineup. Um, maybe they're trying to squeeze him in there. I don't know. You know, just keep an eye out, Steve. That's all I'm saying. Uh, and that's, uh, I mean, that's going to be the Caps game. That's what we're looking at with the Caps game on Thursday. Yeah. So and that's. I, I thought the caps the the caps started off, and they started off a little slow against the the lightning today. But then they, oh, yeah, they yeah. picked it up, turned it you know into a pretty competitive game. And I mean, towards the end, I really thought the caps were going to win it a couple times. I thought they were too. I mean, yeah, that's like the at one point. 
Ovechkin had this just insane move to get around a defender. <laughs> you texted me about that after like, it happened. <laughs> like, that's a straight-up, like, NHL video and, game move. I think you hit L1 on the PlayStation controller, and it yeah. automatically does that move, but Ovi pulled it off, and he didn't he didn't finish it because uh, Vasilevsky just stayed with him. But, I mean, they look as dangerous as ever, and... Mm-hmm. I mean, it, the, the thing about these round-robin games is all these teams are great teams, which is why they're up there playing in these round-robin games, and uh, it's it's going to be an interesting one. That None of them are going to be easy, and none of them should be easy. No, no, and um, I mean, for the uh, it, it's kind of funny since we're doing the forecast for uh, the Lightning and the Cast because we're, a lot of this is going to be based off the game we just watched. So, like you said, that Ovechkin—I don't know how he didn't finish that move, but Ovechkin had that type of play. I thought Kuznetsov was everywhere today. He scored the Cap second goal. He had that that takeaway in the ozone and they had the diving pass to Ovechkin for a chance. That was pretty nuts. And then if late in the third period he had an end-to-end rush where he just walked around four different lightning players and almost scored. So, Kuznetsov hasn't missed a fucking beat, uh, it looks like. Ovechkin had two goals in the exhibition had that play. He looks ready. Um, I mean, and for the lightning, like, the thing with the lightning and they, I think the Lightning is the team that might scare me the most in the East. The Bruins are really, really good, too. There's nothing wrong with the Caps. It's just the Lightning, I still think, have the most amount of skill. And it looked like before the pause, they were committing the defense and actually had some defensive structure going on. And until the halfway point of this Caps game, it looked like they were doing that again. And it's really annoying hearing about defensive systems and everything, but it's really annoying and scary when a team is going to commit the defense and then on offense they can have guys like Braden Point, Nikita Kucherov, Steven Stamkos, uh, like Yanni Gore, like all these quick little guys that can cut you up and create offensive chances and just create space out of nowhere on top of a rigid like defensive like system. I just, I don't know. I think that's a, with a Vesna finalist in net, that's a lot to overcome. And I know what, I know what just happened to the Lightning. And we're seeing now that the Blue Jackets, you know, maybe Tortorella has instilled a pretty good defensive system there. Uh, based off of uh, this regular season and the start of this uh, round robin and the qualifying round, but the Lightning just scared me because of that sense. So when we saw it today, the first goal was oh my god, the first goal today for Kucherov was nuts. It was Braden Point flying to the zone, dangling somebody, and then setting up Kucherov for a shot where he picked the far corner. Like that's a and that was against the the Caps. Like that's a play that m- most teams just aren't going to stop. No team. And that's the type of shit the, the Lightning can do, and then you have to be able to beat them as well offensively, and that's not exactly the uh, easiest task. So, again, Flyers Lightning on Saturday, no timer channel yet. But uh, Philadelphia, too, during the regular season, went 0-2-0 against the Lightning. Their next game before the season paused was going to be against the Lightning, so that would have been their third and final game. one nothing loss to the Bolts in Philly on January 11th. That was a game where... Maroon scoring that kind of fluky play uh, for the lone goal. It was just a weird... Lightning, I thought, dominated the Flyers that entire game, but it was the only difference on the scoreboard. Lightning to get the Flyers any chance to breathe offensively. And then the 5-3 to three loss on February 15th. Uh, another game where the Flyer, uh, the Lightning pretty much took away everything the Flyers could do at 5-5, five and, five, and the Flyers started getting goals when the game was starting to get away from them. Uh, and the Lightning just, again, shut things down defensively. And um, both those games were, to talk about how the Lightning are scary, both those games were the 10th game in Lightning winning streaks. Uh, so they had back-to-back 10-game winning streaks, and we're talking about games that are separated a little over a month apart. So again, if the Lightning don't 
go full caps and do the thing where they're clearly the best team throughout the regular season and then poop the sheets in the postseason, I think the Lightning should be making some noise in the bubble here. They're the team that scares me the most in this round, Robin, because the Flyers have played the Bruins pretty well all year, and they've definitely taken it to the Caps a couple times this year. But the Lightning are just not a great matchup for the Flyers, speed-wise, skill-wise. It's just just not good like the the flyers can scrap it up with the the capitals and bruins for sure mm-hmm. and they've definitely gotten in the capitals head a little bit a couple times this year but the lightning just aren't that kind of team and it's it's not a great matchup but hey who knows uh what big al will bring to the table in this <laughs> game and i i will say this much too that uh carter hart looked damn good in that first game against the Bruins looked oh, really yeah. friggin' good. And that if Carter Hart continues being that good, then the Flyers definitely have a chance. I mean, yeah. The fact that the, we're talking about the Flyers potentially having a chance to to be the first overall seed in the East is pretty insane. Yeah, that alone makes this whole round robin thing it, it's all gravy. Cause as they just as long as there's no injuries, they have to get through this without any major injuries. And again, Ralph was an unfortunate one. I we don't know the timetable yet, but I mean, they look good on Sunday as long as they keep playing the way that they played all season. And I felt like they they played their game on Sunday. They may have started a little bit slow, but they got they took advantage in the second period. And then when they could have let up in the third, they came out and they just they just ran rough shot over the, the Bruins. They just dominated the third period too. So as long as they keep having that mentality of just keep applying pressure and get stronger throughout the game, uh, I'm fine. I'm kind of fine with the round. I don't really care how the format works out and who they play in the first round. I feel pretty confident about it. Uh, going to, so like, I, I think you're right. Like the, the lightning, I think the big, the big thing is speed. So the, the Bruins and caps were teams that in the past, the Flyers really couldn't have been able to slug it out with. But again, you have Katori and Hayes as your top line centers. They're both bigger fours that are big puck possession guys and maybe wouldn't dominate teams in end to end, like the speed battles, like we would see more at the lightning, but the caps and Bruins have become just, bigger systematic teams that have dangerous offensive weapons, but the lightning, it's all their, their, it's their entire team speed, both up front and on the back. And it's just scary. I think it was a big thing with the lightning too, is the flyers kind of struggle to get a four check going because all the defensemen are pretty mobile and are, are able to get the puck out of the zone pretty quickly. Um, so it's going to be, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, let's see. I see where I was in the light. Uh, so we'll just talk about we'll talk about the regular season a little bit for the uh, the Lightning here too. Kucherov uh, really slacked off this year. I only had 85 points, 33 which are goals in 68 games. I mean, go from That's 128, it? yeah, 128 to 85. So I mean, we gotta look and see what's going on with him this year. But uh, he was Tampa Bay's only 30 goal scorer, which is kind of insane but then you realize Stamkos had 29 he was hurt a little bit so uh Kaloran also had 26 and Braden Point had 25 so talk about Braden Point Braden Point is I mean already one of the better players in the league and they have Stamkos and Kucherov Kaloran is somebody I feel like doesn't get as much attention as he should because even like I feel like a lot of the other players get mentioned too like I already said Yanni Gord Anthony Sorelli was getting love for the Selkie trophy this year um Andre Palat had three goals uh, in their exhibition game. A lot of these like secondary players are just the big difference maker on the Lightning, and they also added Barclay Goudreau and uh, Blake Coleman, who are other like pretty nice depth players. Add but Clorn, his first twenty goal season, and uh, he averages eighteen minutes a night as a forward, and he plays a major role for the team at even strength 
on the power play uh, and on the penalty kills. Um, underlying numbers aren't great, but he did win the he won the goals for battle this year, and he also was winning the quality chances battle. So uh, again, like him and Sorelli, two of the forwards that I think do a lot down there that I guess not a lot of people pay attention to. Sorelli was starting to get a lot of love this year, um, but I think Kalorn is a little bit better than that. Some people may give him credit for. So uh, on the back end, they have Hedman, who of course is one of the other two Norris Trophy finalists. Yeah, just Hedman, you know. I mean, if you have Hedman <laughs> alone, that's like a pretty freaking great defense. Yeah, yeah, and they and all the other parts, the, the rest of their defense really isn't anything to sneeze at either. But uh, yeah, 55 points, 11 goals in 66 games this season. 15th with 24-04 time on ice. Uh, Yossi is the third Norris finalist, as I stated earlier. He's third in the NHL with an average ice time of 20. 2547. Uh, I bring this up because. I know he's uh, not there for the record. I just want to make this very abundantly clear. <laughs> uh, Pro is eighth, finished eighth uh, during the 2019 20 season with the most amount of average ice time of 2541. So he finished above two Norris Trophy finalists for average ice time, and yet still isn't on that top 20 list, Stephen, that we mentioned. And I do want to. Well, he's not a number one defenseman, Craig, as uh, many, many people outside yeah, of Philadelphia be, uh, will let you know. <laughs> yeah, that might be what it is, yeah. I don't want to say, with I dunked on Shea Theodore last week, and that was, uh, that was, a, that was a pretty rough decision, because I, I looked into his season, and he had a fucking killer season. <laughs> so that's, uh, <laughs> my bad, whatever. I don't really, you know. Still, my, the point stands. Ivan Perveroff deserves everybody's love. I think it's what the point Theodore was. Thans, those big time Shea oh, Theodore Oh, you should see my DMs gonna, right now. Yeah. You know, they're going to come after you. All those Golden Knight fans saying, yeah, welcome to Shea Stadium. Or to, I couldn't think of anything. Who knows? Uh, but the Stadium! <laughs> the Taylor uh, Tribe's coming after you. <laughs> uh, he's still paying Bobby Bonilla for uh, his contract through however long. Yeah, that's what's going on. Shea Theodore's the one paying it, so... That was a long joke. I didn't expect to happen. But that's... A, yeah, so their defense is pretty good. Victor Hedman, Zach Bogosian. Zach Bogosian had a pretty unfortunate play uh, that led to a goal today. But I think he's been fine since he uh, came back to play for the Lightning. Uh, McDonough and Eric Cernick are their other uh, top four pair for today. Um, Kel Sergachev and Shattenkirk was the third pair. Coburn was out. I believe he should come back in time for game one of the postseason. They were also without Steven Stamkos today. Um, who suffered, uh, he had a core muscle surgery back on March 2nd. Should be fine and fully recovered by now, by now but I think they're giving him uh, the round robin off so he can start getting back in the game shape and everything's fine. So again, yeah, like... Definitely take at least two more games off, Steve. Yeah, just, just take, absolutely, just take, you don't need to play it, buddy. It's not the playoffs. Technically not the yeah. playoffs. So just wait just until... take your yeah. time, relax. <laughs> I mean, if Vasilevsky would like to take a couple games off too, that'd be great. Yeah, sure. I mean, if Holby wants to take some time off and we shoot some pucks at this uh, fucking uh, VV guy, that'll be that'll be great. But I don't know if he's gonna. <laughs> Already forgot his name. Vidic Vanasek. There you go. Um, Chronicles of so... Vidic. Okay. You know what? Let's let's move on from that. I'm gonna let's just. Uh, so they, <laughs> the uh, I'm gonna get really mad whenever you make a putt on the show, even though that's like pretty much the only thing I do on the show. It's just coming out with really shitty punts. So just just get ready for that. Uh, get furious. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna get pissed. I'm gonna I'm gonna start throwing things. You know, typical Craig Forsyth getting pissed off mode. You guys see it all the time. Uh, that's uh, I mean, that's it for the Lightning too. That's that's all they had going on. That's their uh, they beat the Shadow of the Panthers in the exhibition game. Outshot Florida thirty four 
26 and a 5 nothing win. Vasilevsky had a 26 save shutout. Uh, Point had four points, and Kucherov had uh, two goals in a three-point game. So, again, I think, to me, I think the Lightning are the bigger... I want to see a Lightning-Caps playoff series, as long as it's not the Eastern Conference Final. And I think, uh, out of all the teams in the postseason, the Lightning's given the most. Now, like the Bruins and Cavs would be easy, but I think the combination of... I think the Lightning have committed more to the defensive side of the puck, and they have a lot of team speed and a lot of skill, and that kind of scares me as a Flyers fan. But... I mean, Kucherov's unbelievable. He is just one of the premier offensive talents in the game. And Stamkos is not that far removed from being in that same position. I mean, he's still scary, but he's not where he was a couple years ago as far as, like, sheer fear factor. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, even guys like Tyler Johnson is still there. He was a name that got a lot more love a couple years ago, and he's not, you know, he's not lighting the world on fire, and he's not really, like, you know, a game-breaking type forward, but still a quick, speedy forward that can impact the game a lot and is still pretty decent. And uh, he's just moved down the lineup for him. I feel like all their guy, most of their forwards are all highly skilled with the puck, can create space with the puck for themselves and others. And I think that's why it's scary because a lot of teams that can do that offensively can't do shit defensively, and they have. They've been doing pretty well defensively and also have a pretty damn good goalie in that. So uh, yeah, Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson's also a guy who has just absolutely killed it in the playoffs for them in the past. Yeah, yeah, he's had a couple good strong postseasons. Yeah, also as a lot of people forget, he was undrafted, so it's worth pointing out. In case you didn't watch the 2015 postseason at all, he was. uh, That was like the only thing people learned in 2015. So you, uh, by the way, are you watching this uh, this uh, Penguins Canadians game here? Oh, you know it, because my favorite, my second favorite team in the NHL is whoever's playing the Penguins. (laughs) <laughs> well, they're not, not also a hot start here. The Dickheads, they already gave up a goal, so. They did, they did. And yeah. it was not a great goal, I guess. Uh, Carey yeah. Price didn't get enough nap time before oh, yeah. Yeah, this game. Yeah, too much Five hold to Crosby, just <laughs> no bueno. Yeah, he, uh, hopefully he didn't waste all those uh, quarantine naps on the first game. And now he's not, like, exhausted, because that'd be real. That'd be not ideal. But uh, we'll, we'll see what happens here. I can't believe it won the first game, honestly. I can't believe they won a game because they oh, look yeah. uh, not good at hockey, which is it's not good because that's their main thing is just playing hockey. Well, I, I think we've seen a lot of, especially in the East, the teams that don't really belong in the playoffs, not looking like they belong in the playoffs. Like, <laughs> the Rangers look like shit against the, the Rangers Hurricanes. look pretty bad. Yeah, the Hurricanes have systematically just abused the Rangers the first two games. I mean, the Canadians, yeah, if. Price did play really well in the first game. I know we were we've been joking about that, but like that was the difference was they got bombarded with like the first period they should have been down two or three, and he bailed them out early. And then the, when the game was on the line late, he kept coming up with big save after big save. So the Canadians uh, have a line with Dale Weiss and Jordan Wheel. Yeah, and they're wasting Max Domi on it. So that's the type of team they got going on right now. <laughs> that's how that's how good they're playing. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other... Well, it's, I mean, I think everybody got the first game of the 5-12 series wrong. Uh, it seemed like, I mean, the Blackhawks came out on fire, and the Oilers seemed pretty lost in the first half of that game. Um, yeah, but the rest of... Uh, I think the rest of it's kind of going uh, according to plan. I think nothing to... Uh, we've only seen one game of pretty much every series so far, but, you know, nothing too out of the norm here. It'd be kind of funny to see the Rangers get swept. 
But, uh, oh yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, so yeah, how? Man. So predictions. What are you thinking happens in the Capitals game? What do you think happens in the Lightning game? Because the way I'm feeling right now is I think the Flyers come out strong, and I, I'm predicting win against the Capitals, and I'm thinking loss against the Lightning. Yeah, I can. I that's kind of how I feel too. I'm gonna say they get a. I think the Flyers finish second in the round robin overall. I think they beat the Caps on Thursday, and I think they lose in a shootout to the Lightning on Saturday. And then the Lightning win their next game against the Bruins and win on Saturday, so they get all six points. So I think the Flyers will finish second in the conference, but they'll have a good showing throughout the whole round robin. If that makes sense. No, that's that a lot be, of sense. Yeah, that'll be my uh, that'll be my prediction for all this nonsense. Um, <laughs> and then, well, I mean, we want to predict them as uh, players of the week. Got some, uh, yeah, let's we'll we'll talk about some players of the week. Yeah, you so, wanted to pick uh, mine again because I, I, I went real poor. Had a real bad showing this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you went with without the sentimental right? choice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he didn't. I, I don't think he's quite there. Yet, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so no. No, that's you, okay, yeah, that's fine. But also, on the other hand, who could have predicted that the best players of the week would have been like Michael Raffle and Scott Lawton? Uh, yeah, that's fair. I mean, we would have predicted Scott Lawton. Scott Lawton. Well, goal scoring Scott machine. Lawton is going to be my pick this week. So. Oh, all right, okay. Yeah, I went with with Travis Konechny, TK, the original Jerk Store, Jerk Store's all time bestseller last week, and kind of quiet. Did TK? Yeah, he didn't really get that much room to. Oh, he had one killer pass. I was going to say he had the, yeah, the ridiculous uh, three-line pass to Lawton for the game winner. Uh, I don't think he'd, uh, I think he was kind of quiet yesterday, though, which, I mean, that's all right. That's all right. It's okay. I mean, yeah, the, the big thing with the, the Bruins game was the fact that they shut down the Bruins' big three. Whatever, with, uh, yeah, whatever. Marchand, uh, Bergeron, and Pasta. Pasta yeah. is being called right now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, TK, uh, yeah, no points in that game, but he did have a killer assist in the other one, so semi-success. But, yeah, I I think Scott Lawton is just on such a hot streak right now, really cementing his place in this lineup as just a a must-play guy and potentially even a top-six guy, which is crazy. I would not have expected that, yeah. But he he looks like he belongs. The speed, I mean, that snipe he had in the Bruins game. His... His goal scoring this year, I don't, I don't think people realize how much he scored considering how much he was like. He missed the lineup a few times with injuries this year, and he was on pace for. He, I think he would have set his career high in goals. Like he was on, he was doing pretty well. Um, so it was, he he's progressed pretty well over the years here. We went from thinking he was going to be a bust a couple of years ago to working his way up through the AHL to serve as a penalty killer, and now he's in the top six on a pretty effective line with Hayes and connecting. So it's been, I like the Scott Lawton pick. That's good. Yeah. Uh, And I think he's especially going to show up in the, the Washington game because those games get pretty feisty, especially with, with Tom Wilson out there, uh, complete human dumpster of a player (laughs) out there. He was mixing it up today. Big time. He was trying to punch like three guys while being held back by a ref. Oh yeah. Yeah. That caps rolls. I mean, that Caps Lightning game, that's why I want to see it become a series. It was getting real chippy, and then it was just like end-to-end chances. So as somebody that doesn't like either of those teams, I'll watch that all day long because I'm not going to have a heart attack. But they, uh, yeah, as long as that's not the Eastern Conference Finals, I'll, I'll be happy. Uh, but uh, I, 
I mean, uh, let's see. Play I can make here. a pick for you. You don't have to make a pick. I'm trying to, let's see. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to say Phil Myers. I'm going to pick Phil Myers. Phil. The other yeah, guy pretty good game. Snipe. Yeah, pretty good game on uh, Sunday. Did a lot to help the first goal, too. And then, yeah, had the, I think, the game-defining play. Uh, to have that snipe eight seconds after the Bruins' only goal of the game in a 2-1 game is pretty, uh, it was a pretty big moment of the game. One so of I'm going to say for that. deflating. Def- oh what could have been God, one of the most yeah. deflating moments just due to the NBC broadcast showing depressed <laughs> Flyers fans, which we are going to discuss oh a lot God. more yeah, we're on verbally later this week because that was ridiculous and weird. But yeah. it's it could have been one of the most deflating moments and for Phil to come out and just immediately score a goal and just completely just bring the momentum back to the Flyers was so great. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, NBC, yeah, we got to talk about NBC has got to, man, they really got to hide their Flyers hatred, because it's getting kind of hilarious now. Like, that was, that was such a poor broadcast, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll talk more about that uh, Bruins game where Mike Milbury was the, the broadcaster, yeah, let's talk about how we, uh... My God, what a disaster. <laughs> All right, Scott Lawton and Phil Myers are our choices no. for Players of the Week, so if you want to bet on them to score some goals. See, that's our recommendation. Uh, I would especially bet on Scott Lawton because he's just, he's on a hot streak right now and he yeah. looks freaking great. Yeah. I think it's a safe bet. I mean, did you, uh, you want to, want to tell some people to lose some money? Do you want to do that this week? Oh, I've lost lots of money this week. I don't need to tell people <laughs> about it. Okay. No more. If you, if you guys want to lose some money, you, you can do a parlay. I, I haven't lost that much money, but you know, a little <laughs> bit here and there, dip and dunk. Uh, you can do Yesterday, I almost had a really good, this is my Steve's gambling corner bit right here, and it's not very good advice. <laughs> I did a parlay just for fun. I bet on every game and, you know, picked the money line in every game. And I had a chance to win $100, and it was looking really good after the Avalanche game, Avalanche Blues game. And I could have cashed out there for like 30 bucks, but then I decided, no, let's see how the Maple Leafs Blue Jackets game works out. Cause I had bet on the, the Leafs to win that one. And yeah, not so great. Not so great. No, so I, no. I lost two legs of that. The, the Maple Leafs and the Canucks and folks, it comes down to this. Don't bet on Canada. I was going to say, what'd you learn about that? It's just the Maple Leafs suck. It's the lesson there. Just don't ever trust the Maple Leafs to do anything. Never. Don't trust, trust the Leafs to do shit. <laughs> Once against the April. Yeah, in once against the like, <laughs> yeah. Any point in the counter past May, you can count on the Maple Leafs to break your heart one way or another. I count think. on me to lose <laughs> big time. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. But it's is what it is. There. It all is right, what folks. It is. I think that's all we got for the forecast this week. That's so all we I got. I don't know. If, yeah. Round robin continues. We are almost to the playoffs proper. But Flyers looking good. Hopefully they keep on looking just as good against the Capitals and the Lightning. Times to be determined, of course, depending on many other factors, I guess. I'm excited for this to come out and everybody see the date and times tomorrow and then listen to us not knowing what the date and times are. I'm pretty sure that's how this is going to work out. That's usually how it works out. All the times will be determined tomorrow then, yeah. Yeah. But you'll find out. Well... If you have any feedback for us, the best place is on twitter.com.org.edu.ca. You can reach Craig at Sports Are Bad. Yep, and I'm going to try and do a thing after each game. 
during this round robin in the postseason where I just go in and break down the goals for and against in every game. So I've been working on that today. Uh, and I sh should be a lot of gifts involved along with a lot of the uh, announcers I was putting the line by line. So hopefully this will be a modified version of line by line that I'm actually able to uh, get out in quick order and also won't involve me writing paragraphs and paragraphs of words to explain plays that I could have just used a gift for. So I'm, I'm going to try and use technology to my advantage here and hopefully uh, hopefully the, the readers, you people, will uh, benefit from it. I don't know why I call my readers you people like that in a very aggressive manner, but yeah. <laughs> like I've got we a know Craig hates readers. his fans. That's all yeah. we know. You people out there not appreciate my work. No, it's so I can uh Yeah, that was the that was the problem with the line by line before was all I had was the Chromebook and I was sitting there trying to explain all these plays and I had to go back and rewrite it and kind of explain in vivid detail what was happening, but now I can just go back and capture the gift and be like, all right, you guys see this? All right, great, here's what happened. And then just break it down. about this? <laughs> yeah, so hopefully, hopefully I can start doing more types of these articles now that I don't have an absolute piece of shit for a computer. So. <laughs> Chromebooks aren't well, that, bad, they're just not good for what I, you know, what we do. Here, they're very good yeah. if all you want to do is just read articles on broadstreethockey.com. That is true. And if you have a Chromebook, that's all you should be doing with it. And listen the only to podcasts thing. from BroadStreetHockey.com. Those two things. Those two and things. And then that's it. <laughs> Nothing Craig, else. <laughs> Craig is sports are bad. I am Flyperbole or Esteban. But if you want hockey commentary, follow Flyperbole. Follow BSH Radio. Follow Broad Street Hockey. Be sure to check out all of the great podcast offerings we have going on BSH right now. There's so many good ones. We got checking out the competition with Kelly Hankel. We got the post games with Bill Metz and we got BSH radio, all those great shows. And of course, wow, fly purbly coming up later this week. So be sure right. to check all that great content out. Tangy tent for you folks. Almost every day of the week. Most of the days of the week. It comes out. Most days. Yeah. Yeah. Almost every day. Almost every day. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we got. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, in the words of the great Gene Hart, good night and good hockey.